Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's the Agent Power Huddle from my car edition. So hopefully this goes well. I'm sure it will. Um, I'm supposed to have a guest host today. That's a topic for us. So I'm just going to check over and make sure she is on her way. Um, our guest host is Corey Perez. And Corey is a, a realtor, veteran realtor for the last 20 years. And she has um, some, um, there we go. I see you're coming in. She has been a realtor for the last 20 years and she's also a real estate coach similar to me. So I wanted to you know, bring you some more value and some more um, amazing uh, guests. And so I see Corey, she's getting in here now. Hi, Corey. I was just giving a little intro about you. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I clicked. How I, are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. I clicked on the <laughs> link and it took me to a different Zoom room. And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so I was like, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look right. We need oh, to get no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no the magic of technology and Zoom, right? So yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I was just telling I was just telling the crew here. Um, first of all, just to remind everybody, um, Agent Power Huddle is every day. I host every Wednesday, so it's spilling the tea with Amy and it, all kinds of topics of just how to do, you know, to really run our, our real estate business well. Um, and Corey agreed to come on. I saw her out in social media land and I was like, what's she doing out there? <laughs> and I saw her talking about generating. Um, this great concept of generating um, sellers, really generating up, um, homes, inventory for her buyers. So taking her buyer pool and finding homes for them that are not necessarily on the market. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm sure that generates some listings as well along the way. Um, so I was very intrigued and I said, this is the kind of topic we want to be talking about because we talk about everything on here every week. And so, and this is recorded. So those of us that aren't here live, welcome to the replay. Um, you can catch it on um, any of the Apple or your local podcast channels, and then you can catch it on uh, YouTube too. So Corey, I was just talking about you. I was saying you've been in real estate for 20 years, 20 plus years. And you are kind of one of your claims of fames I see is generating business organically without spending a ton of money on leads and without a ton of money on cold calling. Did I get that right? That's absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. This is why we love you already. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. So I, I'm just going to really turn it over to you. I'm sure I'll have some questions as we go. And, you know, team, um, let's. Uh, let's ask questions as we go. If you've got them, drop them in the chat. I'll try to help monitor the chat, Corey. And um, I just want to give you the floor because I'm super excited to hear what you have to say. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Corey and um, I'm up in Washington state. And like Amy said, I have been in real estate since 2002 and pretty much you know, I got started. My first broker taught me how to write a contract and handed me a phone book. And she was like, get started. And I don't know what I thought real estate was, but 
in my head, that's not what it was. <laughs> and so it it kind of terrified me. I'm not going to lie. And so it took mm-hmm. me a while to kind of find my own way and to realize that I could do things my way and it didn't have to be the same thing that everyone else was doing. So in about 2005, I started to realize that I could attract people to me instead of me chasing people, basically. And I would do this in like the thrifty nickel. I don't know if anyone remembers like or had that same sort of like little free paper, but Okay, back in the day, <laughs> before social back media. Back in the day. In the, I remember, here, here in the Midwest, it was called the penny saver. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got you, Corey. I'm with All you. Right. All right, good, good. Yes, so it it was like I would put a little ad in this free paper and basically people would come to me and say, okay, I need your help. And as social media came around, you know, it, it didn't quite, click for me at first, you know, that I could do the same things. And then when I started to discover, holy moly, I could do this and people would just kind of flock to me. It opened everything up. And so basically what I do is called reverse prospecting. And essentially it is offering something of value and people basically raise their hand and just say, I want what you're offering. Some of the time that may be like for investors, you know, I've done like, um, if get a free list of foreclosures, you know, like investors, whatever, get a free list of foreclosures. And, and we kind of go that route and I get investors of all different, mm, qualifications we'll say <laughs> quality quality <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, we get some... levels of quality with investors exactly exactly so you know I mean it you kind of go through it and you kind of figure out like okay this is my niche and this is who I'm trying to talk to and this is who I'm trying to attract and then you figure out your value from there right like what is it that they need so what I did a couple weeks ago, I've done multiple times and it really just flew. Like it, it just got my inbox popping. Everything was going. So I have this one particular buyer and I cannot find the perfect property for her. And so essentially what I did was I went out and advertised my buyer. I was like, okay, I have a buyer. I need a three bedroom, two bath for, you know, approximately 350. We could go a little bit higher, but this is where she'd like to be. I had nine sellers reach out to me and offer their property to my buyer. Now, not all of them are ready yet. You know, it's kind of a progression because they're like, they kind of got that like, ooh, someone for my property. Now I got to get my property ready. But, you know, it, it started off something that it... Hmm. How do you say this? It exploded in my brain, right? The possibilities of doing this more and more. And Mm -hmm. then it kind of opened me up to realize also when you have a a list of off-market properties, you can attract more buyers, right? I have a list of off-market properties. 
no one else, maybe, I mean, some people may know about it, but you know, no one else knows about it essentially. Um, or, you know, that sort of thing. So basically you can attract more buyers that way as well. So it's kind of just a cycle of attraction really. And so, you know, for me, it is like I I attract first time home buyers and I do that, you know, through Facebook groups and kind of all of those places. And I I love Facebook groups. I love putting people into a Facebook group and talking to them there. I I get I get so many people, you know, depending on what you're posting and and who you're attracting. For me, a lot of times the first time home buyers that with the message I'm putting out, I'm kind of trying to make them um make the light bulb go off basically. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, you know, did you know, in some cases you only need a 580 credit score or a 620 credit score. And I start to talk about those things and I start to attract people who are like, oh, you know, I'm credit karma says I'm a 620, you know, can we do this? And it's like, okay, maybe, but (laughs) we may need some work, but I'll put them in my Facebook group and then I will continue to teach them and, you know, answer questions and and kind of do all the things. And it creates kind of a loyalty because they see you as someone who kind of opened up their eyes to the possibility that they could even buy something or, you know, the possibility that, that this is an option for them. And so it really, between Facebook groups and reverse prospecting, like it is quite the the duo, right? (laughs) Um, And so, so Corey, I want to, I want to jump in if I can, um, as I love, I love what you're doing. So I want to dig in a little bit more for the group here, if we can, um, because you are just spilling the nuggets. So that's awesome. (laughs) Um, So let's start with reverse prospecting. So if you have a buyer, you can't find a house for, I have one like this now. I have a buyer now I've been looking for months, right? So And we probably all have somebody like this. So, and I know what they need. They need a three bed, two bath. They need eight acres, right? We know their price point. They have, you know, 450,000 to spend um, and they're flexible on like all their terms. So you're basically taking that and you're putting that where? In your Facebook community groups, on your page, where are you putting that? So for this particular buyer, I put it directly in the community group that she was interested in. Um, You know, sometimes I'll do it on buy, sell trade groups, but you get less, mm, like less community, not communication, but like it's less of a community event, right? Like it's less less of a conversational place. And Mm -hmm. so I really try to go for those community groups that people are talking, oh, this dog is, you know, lost in my neighborhood or whatever, you know. And so even things like, I mean, I haven't played with it as much as I would like to, but um, the Nextdoor app or whatever. I was just going to say that if you don't have a community group, Nextdoor would be a great place to do this. Exactly. Exactly. And it just, it just opens you up to, I mean, okay, I'm not going to lie. I had one hater pop on and like, oh, so since everyone is going to be doing your job for you, do you plan to pay it? 
And I was like, oh, wow, oh, gosh, you know, and so it it made me reconsider for a second, like maybe I'm not doing the right thing. But quickly I had, well, I had a couple other real estate agents say, no, Corey, you're doing the right thing. Like, you know, this lady is having a bad day, whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, you know, from there though, like my response to her was basically just like, are you suggesting that I'm not doing everything for, you know, in my buyer's best interest by asking for help? And like, I had so many more people come to me in the DMs and say like, okay, I didn't want to say anything on the page. So I'm coming to you privately, you know, and when someone comes to you privately and they're in your DMs and they're like, okay, I have a house to sell. I have, you know, I want to buy, but they're talking to you and they've started that conversation. They already like have taken that step. Like this is a good lead. You know, it's, it's not that's someone. Gold. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's gold. They're a hand raiser, right? Mm -hmm. They raise their hand, but yeah. it's because you asked. So that's exactly. even better, right? Yep. It's because you asked. And now they can, you can engage with them and they can see your personality and you can build that relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And there's no, there's no other interfering factors at this point, right? We're not talking to 20 real estate agents who all work the same area. They're in my DMs going, okay, I want to talk to you. Yeah. So now hopefully you find a match, right? You had nine people in this one example come through mm -hmm. and say, I have a house to sell. You only need one, right? Exactly. For this buyer. Exactly. So it's a, hopefully there's a match, but whether there's a match or not, what are we doing with the other, with the, with the, with the other eight or with all nine? So the first, I have to tell you, so the, we found the one and yay. One sec. Yes. Yes. It was oh, wonderful. Oh. But, <laughs> but oh. the, the seller decided that she did not want to work with a real estate agent and literally took an offer that is contingent on someone else selling their house, as opposed to my oh. buyer who was ready to go with a huge down payment and all of this. Even though oh. my fee was being paid by the buyer, she Oh, it, it was a whole thing. So that one, oh, wow. I, I'm still going, she may come back to us when she realizes what she did. She may come back to us, but I have other properties that are finally like getting closer, you know, because they had to get ready and stuff. And so they're becoming available for my buyer now too. And it's, it's, freaking great because I mean when you have a buyer who's like got her options open and it's just a matter of okay we need that property to be ready that's different you know I mean it, it's exclusive right like no one else knows yeah. about these and so it's just like okay I can I we can take our time a little bit we don't have to rush because we're not competing with all the other buyers yeah, this is like the modern day version of mailing a neighborhood and saying, hey, Bob and Cindy are looking for this. Yep. Can you help me? Like, do you have a home? Do you know anyone? Whatever the script is, right? You bet you had to write the letter and mail it and wait and hope somebody responded. This is the modern day version and it's more instantaneous. I love exactly. it. Exactly. It, and it's so... Like there is nothing, I'm not going to lie. There is nothing more fulfilling than having these people reach out to you and say like, okay, I want to sell my house to your buyer because it's like just 
it's it's mind blowing when it happens, you know, and I, I've had yeah. other buyers that I've done this for as well. And, you know, maybe I get two properties for them, but it was that particular one was more of a specialized, you know, kind of like you and your eight acres, right? Like not everyone yeah. has eight acres. And he was more wanting a view of two specific mountains in this general neighborhood, you know, kind of a thing. And so, you know, there's different results, obviously, depending on how open you are with your search. Yeah. Now, okay, so you're obviously going to Mm -hmm. see what you can do to match your buyer and hopefully you'll pick up some additional listings, right? As you build relationships with these other sellers. Or match other buyers to them, right? Or both, yep. right? Yep. So that wouldn't that be awesome? What do you do with all the other inquiries? Because you mentioned, well, you like to put people in a Facebook group and then educate them, right? Build value through education. Yep. So how do you make, how do you do that? How do you get them over there? Well, most of the time I just, okay, most of these people I do friend, right? Like as they kind of give me like a a lead or, you know, whatever, my house is for sale or coming up or I want to buy or whatever. Most of the time I friend them and then I'll either personally invite them or literally go to the group and invite them. So kind of one way or the other, I'm putting them into my Facebook groups. And I haven't, because I live in a world of buyers, like I prefer to help buyers. Most of the time I am dealing with that. So it is something I need to I guess, probably create a Facebook group for sellers as well. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I'm just kind of following up with them each. You know, I have my spreadsheet and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not one. I'm horrible with systems. So my spreadsheet is where it is. (laughs) So anyway, but better than nothing. It's exactly. better than nothing. I would tell you to get a CRM, but you know. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I have, you have a spreadsheet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, with my Facebook groups and especially for buyers, the way that I look at that, you know, because I am with me, not cold calling with me, not door knocking with me, not putting myself in a position to be a pushy salesperson kind of a thing you know I'm not I'm not like super aggressive for people like I'm not going after you I'm not calling you every two months because you told me okay I'll have my credit ready in two months like you know I have I have people who have been in my group for years they're still working on things they'll message me every so often like okay Corey I saw your thing and you know I'm still working on it and I know you were talking to me and that's kind of part of the magic too is to spread a message that makes them think you're talking to them, you know, being in their head, essentially. So knowing your audience is crucial. Yeah, no, I love it. Love it. Love it. And, um, I love that you're, you're building the value through education. I love that. It's just another way, right. And so, you know, and here in Age of Power Huddle and in, in, in my coaching, I teach everything, right, I, oh, that I do. And I do a lot of stuff. Right. But I think it's mm-hmm. really important to teach how to generate business organically. And if you're not, and one of the things I talk about all the time is 
you got to, everything works if you work it, but you have to figure out what works for you. So if you know you're not going to cold call and you're not going to door knock, that's okay, but you have to find another way. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it works if you do it, if, you know, what you do every, every single day is um, more important than what you do every so often. So if you're doing this activity, you know, every single day that you work, right, that you work and it's a repeatable thing for you. Um, you're definitely, as you know, because you're having success, you're definitely going to have success. So I love getting that message out. Um, Oh, so Maria is asking Corey, what Facebook groups? um, Well, Mari, why don't you just ask your question? Because I want to make sure I get it right. Okay. Hi, Corey. Hi there. I was just wondering, um, in your Facebook groups, like what are you how are you adding value to these groups? Like, give me an idea, like uh, a name of one of the groups, or is there's probably just one group for all your buyers, or are they local? Are they based in locality or local or that word I'm trying to use? <laughs> I get you. I get you. Okay, so what I'm doing is essentially I have my one group, which is called Home Buying Made Easy. Originally, it was like it had Yakima County like associated with it, and then I started thinking. I started thinking bigger and I thought, okay, you know what? I don't, I I can help more people. You know, it doesn't have to be local and I can send them, you know, find them an agent, that sort of thing. So I was like, okay, I, I have about 750 ish people in there. I, I, for a while until tax time, I was in a position where, you know, I would try not to compete with my agents and I would, I would win through my agents winning because I am a broker. So, you know, I have agents who work for me. Tax time came and it was like, okay, I have taxes to pay that I didn't save adequately for. And so, you know, I started like, okay, I have to sell again. And so then I started growing my group again. And the thing that I find is when you're more consistent, obviously, with the message and helping them, they're kind of more active too, right? And so I had a little period where I kind of fell off, but it it was still a place of value in that I would do um, kind of like first-time homebuyer Q&A sessions. I would do um, even like bigger topics, I guess, you know, talking with lenders about credit or savings or, you know, different things that they could do now that they didn't need like handholding for. And then we would also talk about different things like specific to them, you know, like if someone had a question or something, like we could answer that question in the group, you know, more anonymously but you know help them through that does that help I think so I mean it sounds like okay so if you have a lender Mm -hmm. are you sharing a video of the lender giving some are you sharing like an interview that you're doing with the lender to give some advice and then from there conversations being generated it sounds like it, it It is. It is. What we'll do is we'll invite everyone to a Zoom most of the time, you know, and basically bring them in. I'll bring a lender in, that sort of thing. Um, the last one I did, I picked up two new buyers who were just like, OK, you know, you answered all my questions like I'm ready to go. 
um, who do you recommend? And so it, it really kind of varies depending on the audience, you know, what exactly we are talking about because of the questions that they ask and stuff like that. But I like to bring in, I have one lender friend that I've known for years. And so I like to bring her in a lot of times and she has so many different ideas and she, she likes to prospect the way that I do too. So she has different ideas and kind of thinks outside of the box also. And so we'll, talk about different things at different times, but it's pretty much always a Zoom and we invite people to come join us. Um, for my first time home buyer groups, I don't necessarily record those because, you know, of people's privacy and that sort of thing. Like I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but then at the same time, I want everyone to have the information. So there's a little bit of a balancing act there, you know, with like, which is the right way to go. But it is, um, I find it for my buyers to be valuable because they're taking enough information away that they know that they can do this now and essentially make a move. Mm -hmm. And I, guys, think about this too. What are the questions buyers are asking, right? Oh, yeah. What are the questions? You know, I have a 580 credit score. Can I buy a house, mm -hmm. right? That's a topic. That's a post. That's a video. My group know here knows I'm a proponent of video because people mm -hmm. get to see you. I know we don't love it. I don't love it either. Mm -hmm. But this is how we look and this is how we sound. And people get to see our personality. And that's where they connect with you. You know, they you say something, but it's the way you say it, right? And then they go, Oh, I gotta call her or him. Exactly. Right. I got to message them. And that's all of a sudden they slide into your messengers. So, yeah. or, you know, whatever, whether you're doing that on Instagram or Facebook, doesn't matter. So just think about the questions. What are all the things you're educating buyers on already? Those are, those are the things that you share in these groups. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And, and one of the other things that's so important is go into other groups. Like if you have a buyer group, go into a first time home buyer group, like a big nationwide, you know, group and read the questions, like hear what your people are asking, because you need to be where your people are and you need to know like what they're struggling with in order to do this. Because because a lot of times they're not asking you directly, like initially what they're, you know, their questions. And so as mm -hmm. you kind of create that content and answer those questions for them, even though they're not asking, <laughs> they're, they're definitely going to be reaching out to you and talking to you and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I had another question. How often are you how often are you working in these groups, so to speak, or how are you doing this daily? So since since the tax realization, I have been much more consistent in there. I try to post at least like three to four times a week, you know, kind of depending on what's going on in my world. Um, but I try to be very consistent. I'm trying to post every day, but I know that I'm not doing it every day. So it's, you know, it's a matter of consistency. And another thing I would add is always, always, always add a call to action. Like no matter what you do, have something in your post and make it like 
as easy as possible. If you're on Facebook and you're saying to someone, call me, the likelihood that they're going to call you is like pretty unlikely, right? Because they're scrolling and they're doing their thing. If you give them like, okay, DM me, like in their scrolling and you say DM me, they're more likely to DM you than to get out of what they're doing and call you, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Give them something to do, you know, that they can do, even if it's just message me for more information. Exactly. So, and then they know that they can message you privately too. Yes. A lot of times people don't want to have, to your earlier point, they don't want to have these conversations publicly. Exactly. They don't know who's watching or who's going to see it later. They Sometimes it's one spouse doesn't isn't ready to tell the other spouse that they're thinking about buying a house. Exactly. <laughs> so they don't even want their friends or family or their spouse to know. I just put a house under contract for a buyer and I posted about it because I wanted to tell the story, um, but I didn't use her name on purpose because she's not ready to let people know that she's bu- that she's buying a house. She just wants it to be private. So there's a lot of that too. So I think that, you know, having those call to actions where they can just get to you in a private way um, does attract people because they know, okay, they're cre- you're, you're creating a safe space for them. Exactly, exactly. And it's, you know, it's so interesting when you can attract people to you because there's like there's this level of trust already built in because they have seen you they've seen you on video they know that you're their person based on the things that you're already putting out especially if you're doing video I love to tell coaching clients like do not and it may sound bad like some people may not think it's great but do not edit your videos like put them out there your ums and ahs and whatever's because that's what people if you cuss like well crap you know <laughs> it but yeah, people people exactly but when you're out showing someone a house and you're like holy crap you know and they're like hmm. Hmm. I didn't, you know, I mean, okay, obviously that's not cussing, but you get the drift, right? (laughs) So so you want them to feel like they know you and, and know the real you, not just the professional on person. Yeah. People want to do business, business with people they know, like, and trust. So let them get to know you uh, through social media and then build this parasocial relationship with you. And it's the same person they're going to meet when they meet you in person. Exactly. Not the edited version, not the edited polished up version. Exactly. So awesome. I love it. All right. Well, first of all, Corey, you want to throw out, um, if we want to connect with you, where would we do that? Well, I have, I have a real estate a group for real estate agents as well. And I I would love, you know, for you guys to come and play with me inside that group as well. Um, It is called Lead Generation and Business Building Strategies for Four. I think it's agents, brokers, and realtors. I may have left realtors off. But if you look up Lead Generation, you'll probably see my face. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to drop me either in the chat here or in Messenger, the link, I'll make sure we get it attached to this when we post the replay. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll do that. That way we can connect with you there. Um, I love it. Thank you for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Awesome. Thank you. And I'll connect. I want to connect with you offline too. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Absolutely. Very good. Thanks again, Corey. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.